Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans talk about movies. On this episode, we'll be doing a little Golden Globes response. We'll be talking about what won, what should have won, what should have gotten nominated, and some Oscar predictions. Please watch out for spoilers for all the Golden Globe-nominated films, and check out another installment of Last Movie on Earth following the discussion. Sherlock and Wapsmith. <laughs> Sherlock and Wapsmith. <laughs> Is that what you want to be? Is just like a Watchman spinoff? It's a Watchman spinoff. It's a Watchman spinoff. Sure. Why are you doing Watchman? Holmes and Watson, more like Holmes and and, and Flopson. <laughs> Am I right? Because it's 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 a critical and commercial disaster. It's true. It's true. Will Ferrell's crazy. Are you gonna go see it? Me? No, no. I think I'll skip it. There's it has a, a whopping one point seven on Letterboxd. Hmm. I think it has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, that's the only one that in second act I haven't seen in theaters right now. And I'm in Escape Room, which I mm-hmm. I probably will see, but those other two I'm like, you know, 2018's done. I'll I'll just forget those. Mm-hmm. I saw everything I wanted to, except for Blind Spotting. That's like the only movie of 2018. Damn. I am recording right now, so this is actually a good intro into uh, our episode on the Golden Globes, which just happened last <laughs> night. But uh, you know, talking about some movies that didn't get nominated. Holmes mm-hmm. and Watson, for instance, mm. didn't. What? Nope. Sherlock and Watson? Nothing. Yeah, Sherlock and Watson. <laughs> you should bring that idea <laughs> to the studio. Watts, Watson and Hobbs? Yeah. <laughs> I have a perfect idea of how to bring finally together the Watchmen universe and Will Ferrell. Sherlock and Watson? Sure you want to do a spinoff on the one Will Ferrell movie that did really bad at the box office? Like, that's the brilliant part. I can't believe that's done worse than like Daddy's Home. It did. I mean, Daddy's Home, I mean, granted, had the benefit of not having... Like, it was, like, the only comedy out at the time, mm-hmm. and it had Wahlberg, which helped it a lot. It's mm-hmm. not that bad. And, yeah, also, it didn't get as bad of reviews. Holmes mm-hmm. and Watson was released up against four of the biggest movies of 2018 right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're 2019, but the point is, they're still really big. Uh, plus... It got really bad reviews, and it's that style of comedy that people really aren't liking anymore. Yeah, and we kind of talked about that last week. Well. And so I think that's kind of the reason it did bad. Um, Failing-wise, as far as critical-wise, I can't even imagine how bad it possibly could be if it got 6%. I mean... Mm-hmm. Okay. It, Saying that this is the kind of comedy that people don't really like, like anymore, if Step Brothers came out right now, do you think it'd do as bad? I don't think the reviews would change, but I don't think the movie would do well. Granted, the Step Brothers was it not... It didn't do that it well didn't do until that well it was time. on TV, though. But I still don't think it would do well today. No. And there's just a lot of movies that... Like, you know, it's like Hot Rod, for instance. I think, critically, honestly, I think it would be doing better because that style of comedy mm-hmm. would still be pretty unique right now mm-hmm. and a lot different from what's being done. At the time, I think it's just what people didn't want because that was the era of super bad and knocked up, and now we're kind of in the era of weird humor again. And I'm like, I think it'd yeah. be better, but it's like still our best comedies are superhero movies. Yeah, but commercially, it still would do bad. Yeah, like most movies ever that would get released nowadays, you know, with the same parts, same everything. Mm-hmm. I think would still do just as bad commercially. Like if Blade Runner, which did bad commercially, mm-hmm. if it was released today the same way. With no one knowing what Blade Runner is, I think it still would have done bad. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of movies like Blade Runner that come out that do bad. I mean, Valerian, no one went and saw that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
It looked good from the previews. I never saw it. I think movies that do really well in the past also wouldn't do as well as they did at the mm-hmm. time just because movies that are successful have to have so many things be perfectly aligned for them to be successful and that kind of stuff can't be repeated but for bad movies it's like always the same thing it's mm-hmm. just like audiences aren't interested mm-hmm. like to this day people are still really not as interested in Blade Runner I mean mm-hmm. and the same with Step Brothers it's probably about the same audience that watches it then and now it's just there's more because you know it got television audience but yeah. I still wouldn't say the audience is big enough to make it a commercial hit like I question that even when Anchorman 2 came out, which Anchorman wasn't a huge success, but it made money, still took 10 years for a sequel to come out. It mm-hmm. came out, it made more money than the first one, but still was not this gigantic success. It was, mm-hmm. it did well, but not gigantic. Yeah. Uh, talking numbers-wise, uh, that is a perfect intro, of course. The yeah. Golden Globes. Which, um, they did air last night, uh, which I am big into the awards. I love watching them. I think they're always wrong, so that's always fun. <laughs> uh, it's Golden Globes is a perfect way to kind of figure out what's going to happen with the Oscar season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what were your picks for Oscar season? I know some of you didn't see a lot of movies, but you know, you both. I think both Zach and Chloe said Mandersnatch is their favorite movie, twenty eighteen. Is that even on their radar? I, that's what I was kind of wondering. I thought that was sort of interesting. Is that a movie that can technically be nominated for best film? The way it's interactive, I. Yeah, I don't. It might. I don't know. I don't even know what category it would fit into. You know. But just say like best film in general. Best film. Of 2018. No, I don't think it's a no, best film it's of 2018. Film. It's favorite of people, but it's not best. Say film. it's like good enough to be like a best film of 2018, though. Like say it has all the attributes, except for the fact that it's oh, like if it was like like Avengers or something, or not Avengers, <laughs> bad example, like a high quality film. Yeah, but something like, like how like a Star Is Born or Green Book or something. You know? Yeah, but just if they were interactive, like does that count? Like, we haven't really reached that point to discuss it. They'd almost have to, like, just open up a new category for it. Yeah, I don't think they would put that into an older Mm -hmm. category. I think they would have to, like, make a whole new one. Yeah. So that could be part of it. Because I'm telling you, I mean, like, these interactive films, it's gonna, there's gonna be a whole discussion by the Oscar and Golden Globes types, the real high art critiques, who, I'm telling you, they're, and they're not gonna, they're gonna think it's interesting, but if it becomes a fad... I feel like they're going to take to it as not being true art, not mm-hmm. being true film, because there's so many different ways of choice and everything. It's too similar to a video game, mm-hmm. which critics are highly notorious for uh, calling video games not art. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with that, but you know, mm-hmm. I played Spider-Man last year. That is one of the best things ever made. <laughs> so yeah. screw up. That is art. I loved it. Uh, but you know, everyone's got their definition for art. Uh, but you know, some of the, the movies nominated for Golden Globes. Black Panther, we all know Hunter disagrees with that hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you know what do you think of that? Like Black Panther is kind of the first superhero movie ever to really get nominated for that. They're really, from what my understanding, I don't think any other movies really reached that point superhero movie wise. The Dark Knight, maybe. I that didn't get nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. As for a Golden Globe, I can I can check, mm-hmm. but. I, I I'm gonna look that up quick, but I think that's one of the only other ones, and and that was ten years ago, which mm-hmm. is it's kind of crazy, yeah. With how many um MCU movies have come out, and uh, if I look at awards right now, 
there's a whole separate Wikipedia page just for the awards it won. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at the Golden Globes, it wasn't even nominated for mm. uh, Best Picture. It was for Best Supporting Actor, of course, yeah. Heath Ledger, but it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture, mm. which is kind of weird now that we're at this point where you know it's allowed. <laughs> They're like finally allowing it, and it's for Black Panther, mm-hmm. which I don't know. It like makes sense, but we've talked about Black Panther a lot. Yeah talked a lot about how we like it but i don't know uh black clansman's up there though too and i know that's a worthy very very worthy i think for best film like i i loved it and thought about it for many days after no uh, yeah i don't know it was like it had like the storytelling and the humor like was paced like enough to like it just had like every element of like a really good movie, of a good movie. There wasn't like a ton of like artsy parts to it, you know. Like like you watch like you know I Tanya, um, that's like kind of like you know it's just like a basic storytelling, but or like a you know. There's a lot of artsy moments in I Tanya. There isn't a whole lot of like really artsy moments in Black Klansman. It is just really good storytelling that gets you interested in every character on screen. Like, you're never not interested in anyone in, like, just a high-level high, high film. Well, that's, like, really prolific Spike Lee movie I can think of that got, like, this sort of level of uh, awards recognition would be probably do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that... It's got a really compelling story behind it, but it does have more, like, artsy moments... Or moments where we don't really have a story going on. We just kind of look at these side characters and they have a little moment. Mm-hmm. And that kind of surprised me about Black Klansman was that it was much more focused mm-hmm. on like just being a story. Yeah. And it had its moments. Like there was that scene where you had that old guy kind of talking about what it was like when he was younger, mm-hmm. being a black man, sort of the racism going on, mm-hmm. intercut with what the KKK was doing. Yeah. And that's like an artsy moment, but it's like done really well. Yeah. And it doesn't like throw off the general audience i don't mm-hmm. think which is weird that movie didn't get a wide release it only got releases in select theaters but i'm like i feel like that's a movie that could have done potentially well oh yeah if it would have been gotten a wider release i think it would have done better than crazy rich asians if it would have like went up around the same time you know and speaking of crazy rich asians that was another one that was nominated for it. and this was best motion picture musical or comedy and did you guys see that one at all or no. no, I skipped out on that one. Uh, did you, I didn't even see it, no. You I didn't see it, it no. I, I, I must be the only one who saw it then. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very um, kind of your generic comedy, mm-hmm. honestly. The only thing, what's you know notable about it? Asian cast. Like, that is yeah. the most notable thing about it. And it is, it is like, good, you know, because it's probably good that there was finally a movie that was totally headlined by an Asian cast that was made in Hollywood. Kind of oh yeah, happens. made in Hollywood. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's it as because like, I was gonna, yeah. Well, I was gonna I mean, say yeah. it's not as big of a deal as Black Panther because, like, there is a whole thing for Japanese cinema going mm-hmm. on, or you know, movies being made in Hong Kong. There's there's a whole industry over there right mm-hmm. now. Some of their movies are super successful. 2016, one of the movies that came from uh, China was one of the highest grossing movies worldwide of the year. Which rarely happens. It's always movies from America that do that well. But this one did that well, which was crazy at the time. Mm-hmm. But so crazy rich Asians, I wouldn't call that like it's important for Hollywood. But 
like the movie wasn't amazing. It was just kind of like what you've seen. Mm-hmm. It felt like a movie from the two thousands that waited until now to be made. Yeah, and it and it had a really beautiful like set design because you know they went all out there, which is cool. But uh, yeah, that's the thing about the Golden Globes is that they do best motion picture. They do one category for drama, and they do another for musical or comedy. So Crazy Rich Asians definitely a comedy. Uh, the favorite, I would call that a comedy. Mm-hmm. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. And. You just saw it, and you seemed like you liked it. You gave it five stars anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I honestly, I couldn't think of a single thing I didn't like about it. That's why I gave it five stars. Like, I'd watch it again. It wasn't, like, my favorite movie of all time. But when I was watching it, like, as I was going, I was like, I have not seen a single thing that I didn't like about this movie. When did you go see that? A couple days ago. It was my last movie on Earth, so I can't, I'll have to think of something else. But, uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I went and saw it with Dylan and Rihanna, um... And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, def- I thought it was a five-star movie. Really, really high quality. Especially because I saw The Lobster maybe two weeks before. So, like, and I hadn't seen any other films by that guy. I can't remember his name. And I haven't seen Killing of Sacred Deer yet, which I also thought was 2018. That one was uh, last year, so 2017. 2017. Yorgos Lathamos, if I'm saying Yorgos. his name yeah, correctly. Yeah, Greek. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen any of his other movies, but I remember Sacred Deer kind of being, like, everyone was really split about it. There were some mm-hmm. people that were calling it the worst movie of the year, and some saying it was, like, the best. And, you know, I didn't see it, because it just seemed like from the trailer, oh, this is a movie that's going to annoy me. Is that, like, this director's gimmick? He's going to annoy people? And with The Favorite, I thought it was going to be the same thing. Until I saw the movie, and I was like, oh, now I get it. Like, yeah. I totally get what he's trying to do here. It's like, satire like yeah core yeah yeah so it's like that movie's a comedy dressed up as like a stanley kubrick film which yeah. i mean even then stanley kubrick films are often satires yeah. if you really look deep into them yeah did you see the lobster i didn't and okay. i've been meaning to ever since i took a film class and the guy was like praising the hell out of it mm-hmm. and it's been years but i still have to see it it's I know it's good on, it's, it's still Netflix, not right? like i don't know it's about it's almost equal to this one i think i'd rather watch the favorite again over the lobster, yeah. the lobster is still so good. It's really, really it's good. It's just fun, even if you're not analyzing it. It's just a fun movie. So it's on Netflix. Is it so. a comedy? Satirical. So okay. it's like there's a drama buried in it, but it's it's under like this the most ultimately dry humor you can possibly <laughs> like. It's so dry, <laughs> but it's good. So if you acknowledge it as it. Uh, other ones that made it under the musical or comedy category would be Mary Poppins Returns, which makes sense. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. Vice, which is a comedy. comedy. I okay. would call that a comedy. I mean, it's a very dark comedy in that mm-hmm. you're like, this is hilarious, except this really messed with the whole uh, America. This this messed with America. This changed America forever. For, for probably not mm-hmm. good. For probably bad. This changed America for bad. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to laugh at it. Uh, like I said, there's a joke in that movie that's totally like YouTube humor that happens at one point. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, audiences probably don't get what's going on right now. Like, mm-hmm. the older audiences, they were like, what? What? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, but the weirdest one, I think, is that Green Book was nominated under this category. Musical Green Book, I haven't... I don't think I've heard of it or... What's that about? What's that was... The- Guys in the car. Mm-hmm. You definitely saw the trailer because it was like everywhere. It's Mahershala Ali, uh, the guy Vigo from Vigo Mortensen from 
Lord of the Rings, he got a little bit bigger to be in the role, and it's him driving down. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. Exactly. Okay, yep, yep. And they drive down through the south because he's playing his music. And the movie... That looked really good. And it was. I saw it. I wanted to see that, yeah. uh, It came out real quick, but it was a good movie. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've heard people kind of have their problems with it. Any movie that does the whole, you know, white people hanging out with black people kind of movie, like, they always get, Mm -hmm. like, criticized. This one, like, it, it didn't, like, feel offensive to me, but... I could see why some people would get offended by the mm-hmm. way it simplifies the issues or whatever people's problems. I know the family of the guy in the movie, because the guy's a real guy. Don Shirley was this real famous mm-hmm. uh, musician. I know his family has a problem with the movie. But anyway, Green Book, though, was under the musical or comedy category, which I was like, that's pushing it. Because there's funny moments, but man, I would much more call it a drama. Because... If we go up to the drama category, Black Panther's in the dramas, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But that movie also has comedic moments. And I'm like, it's kind of the same amount of comedic moments as Green Book. And I'm like, I I don't know how to feel about this. Are they only mm-hmm. throwing it in the drama category just so it will like win? Because the, the ones it was up against for musical or comedy is not too tough. Like Mary Poppins Returns and... Vice and Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like it was probably going to beat all of those. The only one I thought that would probably win was The Favorite. That was my favorite, was The Favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised at a loss because I know Green Book has a huge campaign behind it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look at the drama category, all these movies are tough. And all of these movies are probably going to get nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Save one, but we'll get to that. But I already mentioned Black Panther, Black Klansman. There's another one called If Beale Street Could Talk. I haven't seen it. It's by the guy who did Moonlight. That won in 2017 mm-hmm. after La La Land won for five minutes. <laughs> and then there's A Star is Born. Has anyone here seen A Star is Born? No. Everyone missed that one too. Is there an action category? There's not an action category. Okay. That is a good point. They should actually have one. I mean, because... I feel like that would be more fitting for Black Panther. yeah. Well, and, like, and plus, since a lot of action Mission movies, Impossible or something. right? I'm like, it's kind of sad that Mission Impossible Fallout will once again go ignored for everything. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like, it is one of the best movies this year. Come on, uh, but you haven't heard about who won it all or anything. I, I, I told, I talked to you before. Yeah, I poked around on Twitter a bit today, but well, um, I thought I thought the Golden Goals were tonight, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, why yeah. are people already talking about who won? Yeah. <laughs> uh, best picture drama. Bohemian Rhapsody was also nominated. And we've all seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. You, Chloe, did not. Zach did not. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you guys did. I thought I was talking to you guys about it. We meant to, but we didn't. It is, you know, We're the, bro. the queen. <laughs> it, it's the, it's to the best of us. It's the queen movie. It's, it's telling his story. I mean, a lot of audiences really enjoyed it. And that's another movie where I know the people in, like, I, I, apparently some people in... LGBT community had a problem with it. I don't know. Because he's not gay enough or what? Well, and that was the thing. From the trailer, people were complaining about that. But if you actually see the movie, I'm like, oh, they throw that stuff in there a lot. Like, that is... And and granted, if anybody says that movie didn't focus on that enough, I would just say, the movie didn't really focus on anything enough because the movie's just kind of out of focus because there's so much crammed in there. It's an enjoyable movie, don't get me wrong. But that movie won best picture of drama last night against all those other uh, four movies like Black Panther, Black Klansman, Star is Born, 
Bohemian Rhapsody is the one that won. And which, you guys don't believe, you, you don't agree with that? I highly disagree with that. I don't know what Hunter thinks, because I know you really like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I really liked it. It's definitely not the best movie of the year. It, it was on my top ten, but not, not the best. Like, that's just my top ten of favorites. Not, not even... It was a great movie, but not best picture worthy not not compared to like what we had last year you know like we had three billboards and i tanya um you had uh i don't even know if blade runner 2049 was nominated it was best picture but it should have been that should have been that would have been best picture for me but this year there's yeah it feels like a i don't know not as many obvious decisions for me this year but definitely not bohemian rhapsody I mean, I could already start complaining that 8th grade then got nominated, but it's already been ignored for so many awards, except mm-hmm. for the actress, which made me happy. But, uh, yeah, seeing that Bohemian Rhapsody one surprised the hell out of me, and I think a lot of people... Um, here's the difference, though. So Golden Globes uh, are voted on by 90 journalists, random journalists, and that's it. Mm-hmm. The... Academy Awards are nominated and selected by a group of 8,000 people. So, like, that's the difference here. And according to one person I read online, he said there's only one person that's in both the 90-some journalists that do Golden Globes and in the 8,000 that do the Academy Awards. There's only one guy. So that's why some of the winners and losers can be crossed over to the other. Uh, Musical or comedy, Green Book won. Which I already said, I'm like, I don't even think that's really a comedy book. It's crazy that that one, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like like I said, the only one I think that probably could have won was The Favorite. The rest of them mm-hmm. just, I don't think, got the traction they should have gotten. But it's crazy that, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, against what it was against, won. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, when I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like, I didn't even think it was going to be an award contender. The only one I thought was, well, he'll get nominated for Freddie Mercury... For the Golden Globe, especially since there's more categories, but mm-hmm. Oscar-wise, I see this pretty much going ignored. Mm-hmm. But the movie made so much money and apparently resonates with so many people, and now it even won this like this award. I'm like, mm-hmm. like God, I'm like, is this gonna win the Best Picture like <laughs> at the Oscars? Like mm-hmm. it might even like now I kind of feel like it will get nominated. There's still a huge chance it just won't even get nominated, but yeah. we'll see. Um, we can move on to some other stuff, though, like, uh, like, Best Actress, Drama. We had, like, Lady Gaga in Star is Born. We had Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Oh, you're gonna say Happy Time. <laughs> yeah, Happy Time. I also thought you were, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was also in the uh, Life of the Party. Come on, guys. <laughs> All this year? Yeah. Wow, now, yeah, so she was in three year. movies this year. And, uh, Rosamund Pike for A Private War, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer. See, the actress category is all these movies always that never get, like, any release. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, shows the truth of, like, there's not a lot of women leads in Hollywood because mm-hmm. when they do the, like, leading men categories, it's like all these movies that got wide releases. You get to the women category, and it's all these movies that got short, quick, maybe not even released in your area. Mm-hmm. I know The Wife was in the area for a while. I skipped it. That's what won. Glenn Close uh, won, which I also didn't really like just because she's won many times in the past. Mm-hmm. But I thought Lady Gaga maybe should have won because, come on, she did good. <laughs> she was good. We didn't, we didn't see it. So I mean, yeah. I mean she, it was a good movie. I really, I recommend that movie. I mean, it was one of my top ten, mm-hmm. so uh, it is a good movie. I just didn't have anyone to go see it with, I don't think. I thought you didn't want to see it. 
I mean, like, it just wasn't on the top of the list, but, like, if, if I was, if people were like, yeah, we're gonna go, like, I would have went to see it. Like, I rarely turn down a movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not a movie I would go by myself. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be, like, another, like, movie that just talks about how great or revolutionary country music yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see it because I heard it was a good movie, yeah. but also, I'm like, I don't want to put myself through an yeah. hour and a half of country music. Yeah, I didn't want it to be, like, <laughs> Just country strong mm-hmm. again, you know? And In the share, share lows. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is that from the trailer? That's from the song. That's oh. from the movie. It's not a celebration of country music. It's oh, not. Right. He just happens to sing country. But yeah. it's 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 because all the other movies, because it's been remade so many times, did yeah. other genres of music. That's why this one, they're like, well, we had to do country. Yeah. <laughs> um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. It's like Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Lucas Hedges. Uh, Willem Dafoe was in that Eternity's Gay. Lucas Hedges was in Boy Erased. Uh, John David Washington for Black Klansman, which was the only one of these where I was like, I could see him winning because, I mean, he was good in that movie. And however, though he was, like, I mean, he he he's he has his own style, but the whole time, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, all I can see is Denzel Washington in this kid. That's a good point. Like, I just felt like he. So much of his acting is stems from his dad, that like, but he he has like like his humor comes off way more smooth. It comes off less '90s thriller than Denzel Washington does. Mm-hmm. You know, like wait, Denzel Washington's his dad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. He's until a dad we, like, of the kid. You told me like before this episode. Um, and uh, and his kid like it just like I don't know. I really liked him, and I want to see him in way more stuff. Like he's such a he is a high quality actor. But, like, he wasn't nearly the best part of the movie, I don't think, either. He was great, in a great center, but, like, Adam Driver was equally or more compelling to me. Probably more compelling to me was Adam Driver, even though they were a good, like, buddy cop type of thing, almost. But, mm. um, And I don't really like Adam Driver. Really? <laughs> yeah. And th- this movie really sold him for me, uh, for liking him. I liked him a little bit more in... in uh, uh, the Last Jedi, um, and in Thirty Eight, uh, uh, what's the or Midnight Special? I got Thirty Eight Special. That's a gun. <laughs> Midnight Special. Um, but, Have you seen Logan Lucky? Is that, is that what it's called? I haven't seen it. Logan Lucky's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome movie. Adam Driver's in that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Black Klansman is a really good movie. I left pretty, I I teared up in a lot of parts of it. I left pretty pretty emotional and, but also laughing and like it has every element to a good movie in it. I'm trying to look through everything. So um, we also have, I mean for that category though for best actor drama, uh, Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. which is something I kind of. I thought was going to happen mm-hmm. just for that category, for who he was up against. The only one I thought was competition was Black Klansman's actor. But uh, we have Best Performance by an Actress, Musical or Comedy. So we had that was like Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Of course they would. Elsie Fisher did for Eighth Grade. She played the main girl. Charlize Theron for Tully because she always gets nominated. And uh, yeah. Constance Wu from... Crazy Rich Asians, which is the only one where I'm like, I don't see her getting nominated for the Oscar. But mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman won for the favorite, who is plays the queen 
And huh. I'm like, that is the one that makes probably the most sense. All three of those yeah. women from The Favorite did get nominated for yeah. awards. And, I mean, she's great in that movie. And if you know how she is in, like, real life, you know that she yeah. changed her she whole persona. She really went all out, yeah. I don't know why I didn't even think about her. But, yeah. But she won. Yeah, and she won okay. the award, yeah. And she probably... I, I put my money that she'll win the Oscar, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and Best Performance by an Actor, Musical or Comedy... Uh, you know, like Lynn Manuel Miranda, who probably won't get nominated for the Oscar for Mary Poppins. Uh, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, which I totally see him having a huge shot mm-hmm. for the Oscar, but he didn't win for this award. Robert Redford for The Old Man and the Gun, which, I mean, apparently that's his last movie. Really? We'll, we'll see, because now I feel like he's not going to get nominated for the Oscar, and that movie mm-hmm. went so ignored. I could totally see him being like, I'm coming back. <laughs> one more try yeah one more try i did see that movie and the movie was fine but mm-hmm. not as extraordinary as i was hoping it would be and uh john c Riley, stan and ollie oh the, yeah yeah the laurel and hardy biopic mm-hmm. you're gonna say holmes and watson yeah holmes, no john way. c Riley, holmes and watson uh will ferrell <laughs> didn't get nominated for some reason but actually christian bale won for vice because mm-hmm. i mean he put on all the weight and he is yeah. like right now my front runner for the oscar but I could see Remy Malek beating him, or or even really? Viggo Mortensen. I I mean I mean I kind of put more money that Viggo Mortensen would beat Christian Bale at the Oscar. Mm-hmm. But man, do people love Bohemian Rhapsody? So I could just see him just taking the award. You know, I don't Freddie know, Mercury. Oscar, unless the Oscars are just doing fan service, but like they do fan service. I don't know. Sometimes. I think if they go down to like actual acting, I mean he did it. He did it. The best Freddie Mercury than I could have picked anyone to do, and I haven't seen Vice, but I've seen a little bits of the trailer here it and was, there, and it's enough to be like I think Christian Bale's got this. Wasn't it originally supposed to be Sasha? Yeah, Baron Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play Freddie Mercury, and then that whole project collapsed. I think that was even before Brian Singer was attached as director. Mm-hmm. He got on and kind of changed the whole production up, you know, from what the movie basically became. But even then. Brian Singer left during production. The and this is a controversy right now for why Bohemian Rhapsody won. There's some people complaining, not just that I was, I'm on the side of you know it's not that great of a movie. Don't give it awards. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But there's some people who are like, you're doing this, and you know Brian Singer made this movie. How dare you? And I'm like, anybody in Hollywood knows for a fact that Brian Singer had nothing to do with that movie. Mm-hmm. That legally, they had to keep his name as director. Because that's how the Director Guild of America works. If you put so much, so many hours into a movie, you're considered the director. Mm-hmm. And since no one else technically stepped up to the play or did as many hours, they're not considered like a co-director or anything. So Brian Singer got directing qu- uh, credit. I don't agree with it, but it's like that's just their rule. I think anybody in Hollywood knows that he had nothing to do with it. So I don't think they're thinking about him. He's not going to get like... A director nominee. I mean, mm-hmm. if that happens, I mean, people will probably boycott the Oscars. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, well, I, I, uh, I don't care about Bohemian Rhapsody winning for that reason. Like, I don't think that should be as much of a controversy. Mm-hmm. I think the controversy should just stick to the fact that are you kidding me? Really, this movie? Rhapsody, yeah. No, it was good, but it definitely, I don't know, didn't deliver in the in every way I wanted it to. It delivered in a lot, but not every way, so. You have a Francis Coppola. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola wine box. Of course. He has his own winery. Creek 2. Creek 2. 
he kept talking about Coppola. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because in, uh, in Creep 2, he keeps talking. Creep 2, it's going to be a different episode we do. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Next Coppola, week. he keeps talking about Francis Ford Coppola. What would Francis Ford Coppola yeah. do? <laughs> I saw that and freaked and, out first. And they start drinking wine. I forgot, mm-hmm. yeah. Best director, uh, Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma. Oh, okay. Hmm. He was kind of not my front runner because... He's won many times, and if I'm correct, I'm going to look this up, but I think Spike Lee, yeah, he's never won for directing. He hasn't even been nominated for directing at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. As far as Golden Globes, we can check that quick, too. But, um, yeah, one-time nominated for director, Black Klansman. Hmm. So, for such a long career that goes back 30 years and he was nominated, I kind of thought he was going to win. I'm surprised he didn't. I kind of hope he wins the Oscar just because, c- come on, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, the guy has put in his time. And Alfonso already has how many in the bag? Like, he won one for Gravity, i pretty yeah. sure. Did he win one for uh, Children of Men? I, 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 don't... I don't think so. I think he got snubbed. I, 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 uh... I think Children of Men got snubbed pretty good. Uh, Oscars. I, I. Yeah, he won for directing Gravity, and uh. For the screenplay for Children of Men. Oh, okay. but not he won or nominated? Got nominated, so he's only won director once. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean, and I yeah, he's he's worthy of it. I mean, I mean yeah. Roma. I mean, visually pleasing movie. I went. Yeah, at first when I heard, it, I'm like, no way that Roma could beat Black Klansman. But then the more I think about it, like. Even though Black Klansman is a better movie, Roma, I think there is a better directing job. They're it, close. It, it fits. But... It fits what like voters are looking for. Yeah, Roma wasn't in that category just because that's in the international film category. Mm-hmm. There was five. You know, there was five nominees. Since the four others didn't have as big of a release, no one even knows what they are. So of course, Roma wins. Mm-hmm. He even mentioned that he was like, they're asking why did you go the Netflix route. He's like. Do you really think people are going to go clamoring to the theaters for this film about an unknown cast about Mexicans, lower class Mexicans, filmed in black and white? Mm-hmm. You think people are going to go to the theaters for that? And he was like kind of making a joke about it. Like, are you, are you serious? He's like, what about all those other movies that were nominated? You think anybody saw those? And I was like, yeah. man, you got a good point there. Like, people are pretty like shallow with their like film viewing. Mm-hmm. But he, of course, he won the International Film Award, and he won Best Director. And since he's the sole producer of Roma, mm-hmm. that means he gets that award too. So he was like sitting there with like two Golden Globes in his hands, like "What's up, guys?" And I'm like, "Man, you know, Alfonso, you should just do that like every couple of years. Just make a foreign film. You'd win both the foreign film category and the directing category. Yeah. Just do it every year." <laughs> but like, uh, Spike Lee got nominated. Adam McKay for Vice. You know, guy who. Uh, Used to do comedies, now doing more serious work. And, mm-hmm. not the only one, Peter Farley, who used to be part of the Farley Brothers of Dumb and Dumber yeah. and uh, Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. He directed Green Book solely, not with his brother. And, you know, he got nominated for Best Director. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, which is weird. I was I, uh, I messed up that tweet. I meant to say, not the <laughs> director of Green Book. I was going to write, uh, uh, Golden Globe winner and director of Dumb and Dumber, Peter Farley, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> director. I, I, I like I like when comedy directors do something serious, but mm-hmm. it makes you wonder. It's like, well, why wasn't their work nominated before? Mm-hmm. I think Anchorman should have won an Oscar. Come on, Adam McKay? No, he has to go direct serious work. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
then we have uh, we have some supporting actress and actor categories, which at the Golden Globes, just like the Oscars, it's one category. This isn't split up in the drama or musical. For supporting, they keep it together, mm-hmm. which I don't really agree with, but whatever. Like you have the usual suspects. We got Emma Stone, Amy Adams, um, Rachel Wise for uh, both for the favorite Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz and uh, mm-hmm. Claire Foy for First Man, which I was like, well, First Man actually got nominated for something, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but she got nominated. And I was like, I guess she was technically the most memorable part of that movie. Uh, but Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. I mean, that was gonna win something. I haven't seen it, so I can't even say anything, but. Mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, we should call back that person who requested we do. Uh, oh, my friend Isabel. <laughs> yeah. Do, do uh, quizzical on Timothy Chalamet. We said like two movies. We're like, well. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Did he mm-hmm. got nominated? Um, Sam Rockwell for Vice and Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which I've seen that. And I kind of wanted him to win. He was awesome in that movie. Mm-hmm. But Mahershala Ali won for Green Book, which makes sense. He's won before, and he's a good actor. And Green Book's a good movie. Mm-hmm. We shall see Green Book. We'll all learn a little bit about yeah. ourselves. Is it no, it's still in theaters? Yeah, no, it's long gone. Yeah. It was out for like probably a week. Yeah, I saw trailers for it, but... That's the thing. They out. promoted the hell out of that movie. It seemed like every movie I was seeing, they, I saw a trailer for that, and mm-hmm. then for a week, and then it was not. <laughs> and then it was in the for a week before Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. I think that's before a Predator, probably. Probably. I I saw it for before just about everything. Yeah. I feel like I saw it was because cr- I kept getting annoyed of it, like the music they had in the trailer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You gotta stop playing this, otherwise, I'm not gonna want to see the movie." <laughs> Uh, best original score, so the music in the background. Um, what do you think of uh, Black Panther getting nominated for that? I also don't agree with Black Panther. Really? I didn't like the score for Black That was unique, and I saw what they were trying to do, but still it felt so like they didn't go and en- they didn't go far enough with it. Like it felt like, like really, I don't know, weak isn't the word, but like, I expected more, a lot more. <laughs> I I see it on vinyl and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like some of the parts that were big, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then like when they bring in some of the actual like tribal, you know, percussion themes and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is, like, I'm feeling it. But then like it got like, I don't know. It wasn't like some parts were too repetitive and not creative enough and then some parts they're they're mixing it too much with with other themes and stuff and like I don't know I just like like I'm a music person and like I've seen a lot of movies that are way too boring with their their soundtrack and stuff that are like really creative you know um, and this didn't land anywhere with it really it wasn't it didn't feel like like the idea of, of the soundtrack the, the way that they did it seemed creative but when it came down to actual talent and like originality, it didn't. It still didn't feel like it nailed either of those. So. Yeah, I like the uh, when they used the percussionist instruments and really got like with a good original theme. But mm-hmm. that was about it. Like, it just seems like a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe music, well, movies in general nowadays, don't really have like good themes to them. It's yeah. just sort of. Music that works, but... Every once in a while you hear something that really sticks out. Like but... Wonder Woman. 
That was yeah. a good theme, but that was like <laughs> that was like it. Like yeah. the only score I can think of for like superheroes lately that I enjoyed. I I like the ones that they use for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I liked yeah. I like the Avengers because they have a really good theme in mm-hmm. that. And uh, Thor Ragnarok, I, I think is really cool. Captain America's themes are good too, yeah. But it's just like in the later movies, they start like using them no, less and less. And, Iron yeah. Man doesn't have like a specific theme no. really, or like, uh, well, even like. So I I recently have been getting really into Tyler Bates stuff. Um, like I listened through the Deadpool two soundtrack, mm-hmm. and that is so like it's way more. It's cooler than I remember. Like they they borrow a lot from the first Deadpool. But, like, he got so fun and creative with a lot of the songs on That's, like, a soundtrack to me that's, like, worth way better than Black Panther because of originality and stuff. And, like, he went to some lengths that sound so good and, like, you know, it's just, like, it'll break into nowhere else and there's, it's opera, but they're, they're saying holy shit balls. You know? <laughs> over and over again for several holy minutes. Shit. Yeah, and, like... I'm like, but it sounds so good. Like, it's, it's weird, you know, like, I don't know. So, like, I think Deadpool 2 should have got nominated before Black Panther, but... Um, the guy who did Black Panther also did, uh, he did, uh, Creed 2 and Venom. Mm-hmm. I did, like, Venom. Creed 2. <laughs> Venom. Creed 2 it was... was all I Creed. Creed 2 was incredible. That's yeah, he did the first really Creed good. also, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. um... And like I said, like with superhero scores, it's far and in between. I mean, they just don't have as good of themes really anymore because mm-hmm. they don't try to do main themes. And I did like the Logan score because it had like a really cool Western vibe mm-hmm. to it. Uh, but other people nominated like uh, Alexander Desplat, who did Isle of Dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually, I believe that's the guy who did uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2, which is great music. So really? there you go. But... <laughs> Uh, Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place, which was kind of my front runner, just because I was like, that's a movie that highly relies on its score because mm-hmm. it's already mm-hmm. it relies on its score and its sound effects, and that's like kind of the point. It worked well, but it didn't win. And Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Returns, which was another front runner, just because that, that musical always wins, and it didn't win. Actually, it went to Justin Hurwitz, who did First Man. So mm-hmm. First Man won something. I kind of feel like it's only because he's won in the past for La La Land. He did Greatest Showman, so it's like... Did he do Whiplash? I, I believe so, yeah. He so, seems like a Damien Chazelle guy. Yeah, he's kind of just his collaborator. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so he just kind of keeps getting nominated. I, I'll look quick. I'm pretty sure he's won multiple times uh, Academy Awards. Yeah, so he, he won uh, Best Original Score for La La Land. He did... Uh, he won for... The Golden Globe as well for La La Land. So, I mean, I thought... I gotta check quick, but... Yeah, and he did Whiplash. I, I could have sworn he did... Uh, no, he didn't. I must have been wrong about that. But he did not do the music for... Uh, Whiplash? For Greatest Showman. Oh. I guess the people who wrote the songs for La La Land wrote the songs for Greatest Showman. So, oh, okay. my mistake. He uh, has only done the score for four movies. All of them are Damien Chazelle movies, okay. which is really strange. So he doesn't really do other work. Uh, he's written for Simpsons episodes, so I guess he's a writer as well. Hmm. So original song. All the stars from Black Panther. Lots of Black Panther. And that was kind of actually a song I thought might win. Mm-hmm. Um, Revelation from Boy Erased. If you saw the trailer, you saw the song. 
I don't know if you did, but it was a good song. And uh, did anybody see Dumplin' on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Did you at least see the trailer? Like, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Dolly Parton wrote a song for the movie, so... And the movie's kind of... It's like a tribute to Dolly Parton, sort of. So, like, she wrote a song for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the song that won was Shallow, For a Star is Born. Of course, because... Yeah, that makes sense. Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, you know. It's not like they do something from Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have some screenplays here. So, you know, a lot of these are kind of returning faces, like Adam McKay, who directed Vice, also got nominated for writing it. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. He didn't win. Barry Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk. And uh, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara for The Favorite, which I kind of, that was sort of my front runner. Mm-hmm. But that didn't win. It went to Green Book, who uh, was written by Peter Farley, so he went home with an Oscar, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh Nick Vallelonga, which is actually the father of the guy who's in the movie, Tony Lip. His last name's Vallelonga. That's why they call him Tony Lip. They can't say his last name. And uh, Brian Curry. So, like, it wasn't surprising once he found out who won Best yeah. Film. But and to go see Green Book then. Yeah, Green Seems Book, like it's yeah. Seems quite a bit. I kind of think that that was uh, a while back I heard that was going to be a big Oscar frontrunner before mm-hmm. it was even out. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And it's kind of like the kind of movie that a lot of those older voters are kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, look, the white man and the black man are becoming friends. That's mm-hmm. my movie. I don't know why I gave it that accent. I don't <laughs> even know what that is. That's my movie. That's my movie. Uh, but we can go on to best animated film because we all saw Incredibles too, mm-hmm. and that was nominated. Did not win. Good. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, you didn't. Li- I forgot you didn't really like it too much. Or just, you- it was just average. Very <laughs> average. Well, no, for Pixar, I think below average. But that's just me. Isle of Dogs, um, the foreign film Mariah, and I haven't seen that. Ralph breaks the internet because Disney, mm-hmm. and uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which actually won. It did. And that made okay. me so happy. Yeah, that makes me happy. That, And I said, this is a case where I wasn't sure if it was going to get nominated for the Oscar mm-hmm. because that's happened before where a movie does their animated animation a little more artistically different than what you usually get. And that movie was called The Lego Movie and it didn't even get nominated for the really Oscar. Mm-hmm. About that I am. I still am to the, I still think that is actually one of the worst decisions the Academy ever made. Like mm-hmm. I don't even get how that happened. Like I still am ticked off to this day about that. I think it's one of the worst decisions. Is it cuz it's history. not entirely animated? I that's the argument that some voters might have thought that it yeah. just wasn't fully animated and there's also the big thought that some of the older people uh, thought that it wasn't like it was stop motion with the Legos, and they thought that really didn't count. And I was like, "What?" But since well, I that's insane. I love dogs. Is all stop motion. I, well, yeah, but that's real animation. Lego Movie would have been just Lego uh, creations, not actually made for the movie. I I don't agree with that one because What's the people wrong with people <laughs> the people who vote in the animation category are actually involved in animation. Yeah. So it's like I don't agree with that, but there's a part of me that sometimes think. Like, what if that actually happened? Like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, I think... Let me look, because I think Lego Movie even won the Golden Globe. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, well, it was nominated, but didn't even get nominated for the Oscar, which I just... I'm trying to think what even won that year, 2014. I think Big Hero 6 did, which 
I mean, it looked I, good. Uh, yeah, it's a good looking. Yeah, movie. it's just kind of like they just kind of give it to whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oscar animation twenty fifteen. I'll see you quick. Um, yeah, I went to yeah Big Hero six, which I mean they kind of just always give it to something Disney, either Disney or Pixar. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna happen here. I was like, Incredibles two is gonna get it because it's Pixar. It's the movie everybody was waiting for, and my money is still Incredibles two for the Oscar. I think it will win it for sure, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I'm sure it will get nominated, but there's a piece of me that thinks this goes the Lego movie route and it doesn't get nominated because its animation style is so different. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm i like, that is such a big deal that that movie won. For, for starters, it's one of the first superhero movies ever to win an award like that. I mean, The Incredibles years ago won, so that's technically superhero, but it wasn't based on the property, and plus that had the help of Pixar. Mm-hmm. This movie is totally on its own. No studio backing it up, really. It's Sony Animation, which never has won an award mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. And what it, does Sony it, Animation do? Like open season? They did open season. <laughs> they did Surfs Up. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Yeah. Earth or Christmas. They've made some good movies. They've also made the Emoji Movie. So like, <laughs> which is everyone's making fun of. They're like, wow, last year they did the Emoji Movie, and this year they did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like, what is that studio even? And, uh, you know, I'm reviewing every one of those movies on YouTube right now, and it's like, they, they don't really have, like, a specific style. Every one of them is mm-hmm. just kind of different, which is weird, but it's always because they always get different creators to be in the movie. It's not like Pixar, where it's a lot of the same old-timers, you know, coming back, or people who started the studio. No, it's just kind of like its own thing that was like, hey, get some animators over here to make some movies because we need to make money. So that's why Open Season happened. Mm-hmm. But then right after that, they made Surf's Up, which I still think is like one of the most underrated movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, during, like, last night, real quick about Surf's Up, they did a, they gave an award, they gave two awards. Every year they give the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which this year went to Jeff Bridges, and this year they also made up a new award called the Carol Brunette Award, which went to Carol Brunette, but, like, they're going to make that a yearly award. They went to Carol Yeah, like, well, that's because Cecil B. DeMille Award, that was, like, introduced and they gave it to him right away. And then, since then, they've always given it to different people, but Jeff Bridges got it last night. They had a whole montage of different movies he's been in. The final movie they showed to, like, end the montage was a scene from Surf's Up. Because he's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is awesome. Like, whoever edited that movie just loves Surf's Up, and they're like... You know what? Watch this. Like <laughs> this movie deserves more recognition. Not gonna end with like True Grit or like. It was the part where he's playing the ukulele and they're like singing that yeah. really high pitched note. Yeah. That's what they ended it on, and I was like, "That is awesome." <laughs> um, but that was the uh, Golden Globes, which you know, with the Oscars, I mean, they have sound mixing, sound editing, they have film editing, they have special effects. They have so many other awards that I don't even know. I can't even begin to know what they're going to nominate mm-hmm. because, like, special effects especially, it's always this random barrage of movies and the one movie that actually should win. But the acting categories and everything, and the, especially the best picture, like I said, best picture for Oscars, they do 10. Uh, they can do 10. Sometimes they don't have 10, but mm-hmm. they do 10. And for Golden Globes, there's two categories that each have five, and I'm like, potentially all five of those five from each, could all just get nominated for the Oscar Best Picture. I don't think Crazy Rich Asians will get nominated for the Oscar, but I think Roma will because, you know, foreign films can get nominated for Best Picture and Best Foreign Film Mm -hmm. in the Oscars. But I didn't think Bohemian Rhapsody was going to get nominated for the Oscar. And I kind of thought it was going to be the lame... I thought it was the filler choice for the Golden Globes. Now it's one, so I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it mm-hmm. might actually get nominated, but there also is going to be some kind of snub, and I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be. 
and I'm terrified that it's going to be Black Klansman. I kind of over. A, uh, that would suck. It's snubbed over Bohemian Rhapsody. I have a bad feeling that it will yeah. be. Like, a really, like, especially since last night Spike Lee didn't win, uh, Adam Driver, and I mean, which makes sense, but even like uh, John Davis, Washington, and even for best film, none of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm getting just this chill in my neck that's like, this is bad. Especially mm-hmm. if it doesn't get nominated. I also kind of have a feeling Black Panther won't get nominated for Best Picture. Just because those Oscar voters, man, they, I mean, sometimes they pick what everybody likes, but sometimes they're just like, that ain't art. And they do not like superhero films. Which is also kind of bad for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's just another thing that's that's a problem, is that mm-hmm. superheroes, so... We'll see, but Black Panther, I think, has even a worse chance. And I'm saying that there is a scenario where both Black Klansmen and Black Panther don't get nominated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know where I'm getting at. Like, you know, Oscar isn't so white. This, cap- this happened a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, I see that happening again, especially when Crazy Rich Asians, which I think obviously won't get nominated, mm-hmm. won't get nominated. And, I mean, Spider-Verse is a black lead in it. Too, oh, I didn't even think of that. There are so many things with that movie that, like, if it doesn't get nominated, there's so many... Black and Hispanic. Exactly, yeah. You're gonna have so many groups of people just angry. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> that's... We'll see what happens, but right now, I, I'm kind of formulating what my nominees are gonna be from the acting categories and everything. Is, is there a chance that they'll vote for one of them just so they don't get that flack? I think... The reason they expanded the Academy voting regulations for who can vote and kicking people out who haven't done anything for the industry in a couple of years, they changed the rules for that because of that. So basically they're trying to get, I think, more people of color into the voting so they'll vote for their movies. And it has helped. I mean, the first year didn't help too much, but like like the last two years especially, like it's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been a way wider array of movies. And there's also just been a wider array of movies getting produced and um, shown in the wider audience and getting nominated. So that's nice. Like Black Klansman and Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians all happening in one year. That wouldn't have happened a couple of years ago even. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it is now, but like they totally would vote for Black Panther just so they're like, we have to. I mean, because remember for a few minutes they were doing the popular film category? That was because of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason why. Because... They knew. Are they not doing that now? They're not going to do it because I got so much flack. And a lot of people were complaining because they're like, what a dumb award to basically give to Disney every year. That was one. That was one issue. The only reason I liked the award was because I was like, oh, look at Mission Impossible will get some kind of recognition at least. And some of these other movies. But everyone's right. It will just go to Disney every year. Just do an action category. But yeah, exactly. True. For Golden Globes especially. But... Another person brought up, like, wow, you really are scared to nominate Black Panther for Best Picture. And you're really scared it's not going to get nominated. And, I mean, to me, and, I mean, Hunter said it too, but I'm like, I don't even know if it really deserves it too much. But, like, they probably should, especially since, like, for its importance and for the fact that it's, like, it's the first superhero movie that would get nominated for the award. It's about time. I mean, in my book, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should get nominated for Best Picture. Not just animated, for, like, Best Picture of the it's year. pretty good. And, uh, but, it, I mean, of course it won't, because animation, unless you're Pixar, you are not getting nominated for that you category. Go to the movies. I wish. Oh, man, I forgot about that <laughs> movie. Know. That should win every award. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, for just, for a superhero movie, like, 
Avengers, man. Avengers Infinity War was way better than Black Panther. And a lot of people can, agree with that, I too. can agree with that. So, like, it's, it's like, why would Black Panther make it but not Avengers Infinity War? It's like, if we're just putting it to get there, everyone's going to be like, so many other things are getting snubbed if Black Panther just gets nominated. Like, Black Klansman is a way better movie and a better choice if they want to go that that representation route. Well, I think you know? they wouldn't pick Avengers just because it rides on so many other movies. That's what my point is yeah. that like technically that movie does have to ride on a lot of other movies, but also they don't really nominate movies like that just because you know if they're big popcorn adventure flicks, they don't consider them as mm-hmm. high of art. And sometimes they're right. I mean, like I don't know. In twenty years, we'll be will we mm-hmm. be looking at Infinity War the same way we are now? Maybe not. There's a chance, but like sometimes they stuff will win. That's like, are you serious? Like mm-hmm. a couple years ago, Crash won. Who even remembers Crash? Like, what's Crash? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> a couple of years ago, the movie that won was uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which I mean, people kind of remember, but I'm trying to even remember what won in 2009. Like, uh, it, it's just, it's oh, uh, uh, Hurt Locker won a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Who even remembers? Like, I actually, I know a lot of people that love Hurt Locker. Uh, but I mean, I like, asked my boss his favorite movie. It's Hurt Locker. Oh, better yet, here's a good one. <laughs> it's a good yeah. movie. 2010. Um, we had Inception, we had Toy Story 3, and we had The Social Network all up against The King's Speech. What of those four movies do you think is still talked about the most nowadays? It. I promise you, it's not The King's Speech. Yeah. yeah. But that's what won. And that's what I mean. Sometimes they just kind of get it wrong. Like, in uh, 2016, um, you know, La La Land, everyone wanted that to win. It didn't. Moonlight won. But already at this point, I'm like, people don't really remember Moonlight. I mean, unless I you're it. unless you're like the group that got represented by it, which, yeah, good. But, like, no one really remembers it. But, like, everyone still talks about La La Land. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So, sometimes I do think, from that regard, they get it wrong. But, like... But I'm like, well, you know, you're not supposed to pick the movie that's most remembered. I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of your excuse for not voting for, like, an Infinity War or Mission Impossible. Because mm-hmm. you say, oh, that's just of the time. And, I mean, granted, Infinity War, I think, might age just because you kind of need all those other movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, Mission Impossible Fallout, I think, will still be fine in a couple years. Especially, like, you know, some of the other entries that don't rely on any of the other movies. But mm-hmm. that's a whole debate. Yeah. Every year the Oscars just tick me off. I watch them, but they tick me off. <laughs> well, we're in an age now where these Marvel movies are an event. Like, you have to be in this time, like, yeah. right now, to, like, experience this event that it is. And when it when it gets old, it, it gets old, and we'll move on to the next mm-hmm. big genre. But right now do we're you think, coasting on this. Do you think this is actually, like, a fad, though? Or do you think... I think it's, like... We'll always have superhero movies. It'll, I feel like it will eventually die out like Westerns did, but we're at the height of it right now. My only argument against the whole Western argument was just that Westerns never really could get past its genre. But yeah, they can't do much with that. But superhero movies are already so multi-genre and yeah. different styles and different kinds of humor, mm-hmm. if there's any humor or whatever. So there's like so much you still could do with it. Yeah. And that's like when everyone's like, oh, everyone, uh, superhero movies are dying out. Well, Black Panther came out and was one of the highest grossing movies ever. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it represented the crowd that hadn't gotten that yet. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Captain Marvel next year is going to be the exact same thing. Well, do you think that the MCU will be ever expanding do you think when we're 50 that they'll still be making mcu movies the mcu i think will have a cap i think it will 
have an official end mm-hmm. where this will be like well where I mean, the MCU will still be like they still have Marvel Studios but I think they'll be like all right this the Avengers movies are over and done with like the whole and MCU then, is done and then later on they'll like do like a reboot like maybe of just X-Men or something but under MCU or something I like that. I don't think they'll do that. This is what they'll unless do. I mean, unless there's enough time put between these things, I don't think people could could separate do it. Do you keep up with like the comics industry because what Marvel has always done is they continue the storylines right. and, and they have they, a same continuity. They, they do like a rebirth. But eventually they do like a relaunch and they kind of start everything over with I don't everything. Th- I don't think movie viewers are the same as comic I, book I think they'll do that with the MCU and I think they'll just do it and I think people will accept it. Because people have always accepted it. I mean, hell, we had a new Spider-Man after a couple years, after the last one. Everyone complained when Andrew Garfield came in five years after the last one and everyone complained. Uh... Then uh, Tom Holland did it two years after the last one. Well, that's because and nobody Amazing complained. Spider-Man 2 sucks. Well, I get that. <laughs> but, that, I mean, that's the point. Like, you know, people will accept it, especially if it's good. Mm-hmm. And eventually they're going to have to. Because, I mean, even if Robert Downey Jr., you know, doesn't die in the next one, which I'm kind of putting my money on, he's either going to die or Chris Evans or whoever. Someone's probably going to die. Yeah. I hope they die just to add some stakes mm-hmm. to it. I mean, honestly. But, like... Even then, like, if you kept Robert Downey Jr. in the series forever, he's he's gonna die eventually. Yeah. And they can either go the James Bond route, where they just kind of keep him the same age always, and there's always new actors, and but they're not gonna do that because there's such a tight continuity. So they're gonna have to get different people, and eventually. The one theory that I heard is that they'll make him an AI, like a Jarvis. Which is like the <laughs> that's next. That's kind of a good idea, yeah. actually. Yeah, just to kind of keep him in the series. Yeah, that'd be weird. I think he'll make a return also. I don't think he'll be gone forever. I think he'll mm-hmm. just pop up here and there, but like And also they'll have I'm sure they'll have alternate realities and stuff too where Wait, well and that's like one thing yeah. I kinda question if they'll get to that. The only thing that makes me think, oh they'll do it is because Spider Verse, even though the movie is not MCU, since they introduced that concept and audiences were totally fine with it, I mm-hmm. think the MCU is more comfortable now about doing it. So, okay, I wanna read say my statement for i don't think when i say like they're gonna put a cap on it mm-hmm. i think because right now they're basically planning on doubling the amount of movies that they have but they aren't gonna take 10 years to do they're gonna take five years to get mm-hmm. the same amount of movies out because they're gonna be doing three to four movies a year mm-hmm. um and then i think they'll do kind of like a cap but it'll be like a loose cap we're not gonna keep expanding i think it'll be more of like go to the next universe no, because I think they'll do what comic books do. They're going to be like, all right, this is the end of the line, the series. They're going to have like 40 movies. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be like, we're going to do like what Star Wars is doing. Like we're going to have a bunch of like HBO or like maybe well, they'll do Netflix again. On, that, on the Disney, Disney streaming they service. Have Tom, they have Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, and I think have... they'll only do those though. I think they'll mm-hmm. only do like side, side, side things. Or they'll wait five, ten years and they'll do like a like a Logan type of thing. They'll be like, oh, this is, we're going to do like an Avengers movie, but everyone is in their 70s, you know? <laughs> and like, they're all old. And the ones who are still alive, so it'll be like a small, Loki won't be Save the World. It'll be like a, they'll do a post-apocalyptic thing, you know, to end it, end it. But it'll yeah. be years down the road after we've had some time away from the universe. Mm-hmm. But I think they will do like these little sub stories and series on the side, kind of what Star Wars is doing. But I do think they will eventually cap 
the MCU films and be like, this is the end of this era for these characters. They'll do like a, if they do it, they'll wait and then they'll they'll recast everyone though. I don't think they're gonna just keep doing it forever and ever and ever and ever like Godzilla. You know, as much as I wish that they would. Just keep, I don't but think so though, because like people are saying, like one of these new movies coming out, they're like Thor four might be a movie. I'm like, no, no, that you do a trilogy and you end it, you know, unless it's an Avengers uh, thing. Well, that kind of the one of those four characters, the original four Avengers, mm-hmm. the only one that I kind of wish would still come back Thor. is Thor, just because the Hulk. third the third movie finally got it right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You can't have that be the only. And one. I and from what I hear, he's he's on board to do that. I think they... Because he's having so much fun with the Thor character now. Mm-hmm. They should keep that him around. He wants to do But it. I don't think... A, a Chris, Thor... Chris Evans needs to get killed off because he's got nothing else left. There's nothing in this... His character has nothing else in this series. There's no point. He should... I think he should be done. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Avengers Endgame has for us. But I don't know. I don't... I think, like... What I like about Marvel is they, they're not like DC... They don't. <laughs> end this, end they, that's it. But like Marvel, they they know like when too much is too much. Yeah. They have such a good like a less is more type of feel to them and that's... that they will be like we're gonna end, and that's it. Like everyone always like gets up in um, uh, oh who's the lead producer for Marvel? I can't remember. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Everyone gets up in his face like after like, um, uh. What was it, DC? Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman. Or, like, um, Deadpool. You know, they got up in his face, like, oh, what are you going to do now? Like, after Deadpool was so good. And he's like, Fox does their movies. No. We do ours. Yeah, I like, just, he's, he's I, always, like, this... I think he represents Marvel so well, where he's like, well, we do it this way, they will end. He's not just and then a you'll Marvel fanboy, though. Like, he's a fan of... No, it's not art. a fan of the comic, though. But he it's his look on art as having an end to it. Because there's... I think in art, there's more beauty in something that has an end than something that's endless. I think Kevin Feige's just happy that these are these movies are getting made, DC or Marvel. He doesn't care. Um, and as long as they're good, it, it, I don't know. For as long as these go on, it depends how much money they make too. Because I mean, there's gonna be a point. I well, we'll see. Like, because I also have a feeling that maybe it just won't die. I feel like this is one fad that could stick around. But I see all fads probably. Do you think end it'll eventually. Like- not plummet, but like plateau. I think there's gonna be a point, but that's the thing. Like Disney can keep up so well that I think they'll know if audiences just aren't looking for something because they don't make movies that people don't want. Like now that the Ant Man and the Wasp didn't do too well, do you think they're really out to make a third one? No, they're not. Just there's talk of an Ant Man three. They're, they're gonna be probably done now, and uh, they're probably not gonna even do Ant Man three. I doubt it. But like, I think they should have brought Ant Man in sooner. It's a reason like why they haven't done another Hulk movie since Incredible Hulk because that one didn't do well. They're not going to put all their money thought, and time into something that's not going to probably do as well. I thought that's because of Universal. Well, there there was that through. issue, but they technically have the rights back at this point. I mean, I don't know. There might be some other issue, but I also feel like, you know, if they're not making it because the last one made no money, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But all the other ones have done better than the last one for their other series that they make more. But like, there will be a point where probably, like, you know, they'll release three in a year, and, like, two of them don't do as well as this other one, and then the next year they'll be like, okay, well, we're just going to do one this year. I don't think they're ever going to do, like, what DC does and put so much money into a project that they release it quick, that they don't have time to prepare, and it just bombs that they can't keep up, and then they're like, they have to mm-hmm. cancel a bunch of shit. That'll never happen. And plus, they're smart, because Disney a long time ago bought Marvel at the right time, right before it became big. 
they bought uh, they're buying Fox now literally because they're like, hey, we're going to run out of like a big, huge character for the Avengers to fight. So what do we have next? Galactus. Yeah, exactly. Like, I honestly still feel like the only reason they bought Fox is because they needed Galactus. And they're like, well, we're making a streaming service so we could use all their crap over at Fox also. But there'll be a point where they won't be doing as well. But as far as like tanking, no, it's not like a MCU movie is going to get released and make, oh, 10 million worldwide. That will never happen. Yeah. They're always going to make at least 200 million worldwide, if more. I mean, they're always going to do well, but just there's going to be a few that don't do as well. And they'll start probably just releasing less or they'll mm-hmm. be doing more TV if TV is more popular. You never know. Well, I think like in a way, like Marvel's going to be threatened by DC, but only in the way of superhero fatigue. That like audiences are gonna be like, so they're gonna be not just new but like different, good, amazing superhero movies. Like, cause like how many times are we really gonna crank out a Logan? You know, DC is probably not gonna come out with a Logan. You know, like Marvel, we might have a couple left. <laughs> you know, like Logan type of stuff. Um, Fox, for as long as it is still Fox before it's fully under the Disney banner, like. Probably not, you know. Uh, Sony, Venom 2 is not going to be, you know. Like, I think we're going to, like, like Marvel is, like, the king of superhero studios right now. Yes. You know, yeah, there's a couple little side things up. But DC, I think, right now is kind of like the, like the little brother that's, like, wants so badly to do what his big brother does. And so he just keeps throwing stuff, just like you said, like, pouring all the money into a big project that bombs. Mm-hmm. Like... People are going to be so, like, mixed up by, like, well, what, which are the good, like, I still like super movies, but which ones are the good ones? Like, I got too much, like, crap being thrown at me, like, from not just DC, but, like, now I got this Venom thing, and, like, Spider-Verse is, like, an animated movie, but people, it's, like, winning awards. Like, what do I go to see, you know, for people who aren't like us, per se, you know, like, like my younger sister, you know? She went and saw Creed 2. She's like, I haven't seen a movie that great in a long time. She's like, I want to go watch these Rocky movies. But, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, these younger people are just, I don't know, normal people. Um, I think that they're going to get superhero fatigue within the next three years, hardcore. But it's going to be because, I think, of DC putting too much out there that Marvel is going to look bad because they're standing next to DC. And people are going to start putting them in the same thing. I think people thing. know the difference. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Some. Audiences are, well, some. That's the thing. Some yeah, the not all. There's always... Because yeah. not everyone, like, watches YouTube a lot, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people that just go see movies or hear... They go with their group of five friends from school, mm-hmm. and they're like... You know, I don't know. I was just, just going to say Aquaman. But, <laughs> but I was just like... You, you know, guys like Aquaman, so it's okay. I'll yeah. say... What were you going to say? Uh, my aunt, I know she loves superhero movies... And she's always talking about Marvel movies. And I wanted to kind of test to see if she could tell the difference between DC and Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. So over Christmas, I was like, hey, are you going to go see Aquaman? She was like, no, I hate DC. Oh, so she knows. There are definitely people. I thought she wanted to see it. No. I asked her and she's like, no, I don't want to see that at all. The woman after my own heart. (laughs) Emily's pretty cool. She's single? No. Okay. She's She's very very married. Very Um, married. Okay. But All right, Emily. There are We're in good terms. <laughs> when you can, when you can play guitar and the harmonica at the same at time, the same maybe time. maybe you can 
I think the only like true like superhero fatigue. <laughs> I, I don't know even what that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think not. True yeah, actual, but superhero fatigue will happen if we start releasing good movies and mm-hmm. they're not seeing them. And I'm like, this year for DC, I'm like, I think this year's gonna be one of their best because they mm-hmm. got Shazam and they got that Joker movie coming out. And I think that Joker movie has the potential to be like their level of like a Logan like movie. Not the same type of it movie. Could, but it's, 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 it's just DC, though. It's not DCEU, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, it says it's separate from the DCEU, but, like, you know, the thing is, you got to think of the budget, too. Like, that movie's. I, we'll see if they do R rated. I'm kind of thinking they will. I feel like it probably it should, should be. should be. But it's. They're the, already giving a Joker origin story as already as blasphemous as possible. And now they're going to make it not rated R? Like, and they're like, who the hell do they think they are? But if you look at the budget, like, say an R rated movie, which apparently don't do well, but like, mm-hmm. they, uh, they don't as much as a PG 13, but. Their budget for that movie is only $55 million. That's pretty small for a superhero movie. Wasn't Deadpool just, $50 million? Well, that's less? what I mean. That's yeah. that's what I mean. Like, a lot of... Deadpool, they didn't trust for the longest time, so they give it a small budget. Yeah, why do we need this movie? We don't. We don't. We don't need it. We don't want it. We don't, but the thing <laughs> is, everybody it. says no to Probably it, but, like, like it, then it comes out, and what if it's good? It's like... Yeah. Well, like... No, I, it'll come out, and I'll watch it, and I'll probably mm-hmm. like it, but I just don't understand why... It's just so against who the Joker was. Well, well true, but, that... but we don't know what kind of origin story it is. It's yet. just that they're trying to start a universe, and then they're already throwing this random... It's like what they did with in. Gotham and, like, the other, like, CW stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm looking at the list of films based on DC Comics, not the DCEU pages, all mm-hmm. of them. So some of them say set in the DCEU, but there's a space for Suicide Squad. It says set in the DCEU, won an Oscar. I'm like, oh, have to point that out real quick. This won an Oscar, by the way. <laughs> won an Oscar? Yeah, won the Oscar for Best Makeup. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't good. It wasn't Exactly. Good. Most of it was CG, so I don't understand Well, like, that. even, like, the crocodile guy, Killer Croc, like, his, he was... Like, not good makeup. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Does everyone have their last movie on Earth prepared? Yeah. I guess so. Cutting it. I gotta, hold on, I gotta find a new one. <laughs> it was The Favorite, which, yeah, I loved. It was really good. The Favorite was your favorite. You know who's, like, the probably one of the favorite. best representations? You know what they should have made? They should turn Creep into, like, a Riddler movie or something. That'd be good. Yeah. Except Riddler just kills Batman. Oh That's my god, oh, Riddle okay. me this. Justin, do you <laughs> this is going to be a good day. <laughs> Jesse, okay. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, do you think he'd make a better Riddler? Because um, I think he would. I, uh, I, I, yeah, but like, I don't know, like, I could see him being a villain still in the movie. I don't know about the Riddler, but well, like, I could see him being a villain in one of the movies, but just... Not Lex Luthor. That's it. Like, uh, <laughs> like to me, that's like the perfect Riddler. It'd probably be it'd be a different take, like but it'd be a good take. I, maybe I like. Feel I like. don't see Lex Luthor being that young. I feel like he's more calm and like precise and. Yeah, that's like one choice I will never get behind him as Lex Luthor. I'm like, I thought it was bad from the beginning. It looked bad. It was dumb. I don't like it. It's really? Just, it just was no good. Oh man! Every time I watch it, I like him more. Oh man! This is my fourth time watching it, and. <laughs> My second time watching the extended cut, or the ultimate cut, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. And I get more sold on them every time. Should we just read, like, the capitalized taglines for the last <laughs> movie on Earth? Maybe, like... It'd make it harder. What I, if yours doesn't have mm, a tagline? 
This one is not. Well, like, mine mine does. Can I, I'll start with mine and just see if you can get it from the tagline. Okay. And then we'll move on. But three relationships, three disasters, one last chance. All right, if we guess, we can't get out, though. No. Okay. Ghost of Girlfriend's past. No. Wait. Three relationships, three disasters? Yes. One last chance. I have no idea. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, let me say the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just thought you were just going to say it. <laughs> when Will decides to tell his daughter the story of how he met her mother, he discovers that a second oh. look at the past oh, might shit. also give him a second chance at the future. Oh, I know this. Is it Ryan Reynolds? It is Ryan Reynolds. 2008. Yeah, I know the exact Adam movie. Brooks directed I watched film. it like three times. I saw it once in theaters. It's been years, but... Say it. it. Read it again. When Will decides to tell his daughter the story of how he met her mother, he discovers that a second look at the past might also give him a second chance at the future. I don't know the name of the movie. I know the I know everything that happens in it, though. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix movie, but I mean, it's on Netflix. I can't be the one I'm thinking of. Voices. Huh? Hmm? No. <laughs> hmm. Gosh, what's the name of that movie? Do you even know it at all, Chloe? <laughs> Is it? Um, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. It's not Bill, Clint. Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, it has Bill Clinton kind uh, of in it. <laughs> what? Really bad Bill Clinton impersonator, anyway. <laughs> I worked Did in... it just come out on Netflix? Like No, it's been on there for like a year, I feel like. Really? I've, I've watched it like twice since it's been on Netflix. And you I don't, don't remember it? the name. It's crazy. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The only... 2008? How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we're running out of time. Yeah, the only Ryan Reynolds movie that has popped out to me. It's Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Van Wilder. It's not Van. Okay. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, it can't be Van it's, Wilder. Does Does it start with A? No. no. <laughs> Definitely, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years, and while watching it, I realized, wow, this is just How I Met Your Mother, but like way Condensed. shorter. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it for that, because, you know, screw how I met your mother. I mean, the ending anyways, but <laughs> um, the movie's not that great. It's a lot of, it's one of those movies where it tries to sell itself as a great, like, romantic comedy, and it mostly just involves conversations, and that's it, and they're not that interesting. Mm. But I, I also did, I always kind of like the movie because there is a mystery to it, and yeah. you don't know who the mother is, and then you find out, but then you also find out he has this true love, and you're like, oh, you know, I kind of appreciate it for that. And it also has a Princess Bride kind of feel, because he's telling her this story yeah. in, in the back. And Abigail Breslin was in Princess Diaries too. <gasps> what do you know? Anyway. Full circle. Anyway. <laughs> what do you know? Oh, that's two points for me. We'll say the standings at the end, but... Uh, uh, right. I'm going to read the tagline first. <laughs> An entire universe, once and for all. Well, I mean, I want to say it, but I don't know if that's a... <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> it's an entire universe once and for all. Men in Black. 
So it's not Avengers Infinity War. It is Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Does that mean I get the point? Yeah, you get the point. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. I, kinda, I thought it was that, but I was like, is that really the tagline? <laughs> yeah. That was the last one. It wasn't movie once I... and for all Endgame is. Well, you know. Well, what? that's what the tagline says. It's a lot. It's an oh, yeah. entire universe once and for all. Endgame is just half a universe. So the last movie I watched was Creep 2, so I had to go back to the last movie that I watched before our last movie on Earth, because that was my last movie. Uh... So I, I watched this like the first day it came on Netflix. Nice. I like the first week. And yeah, I still love Damn. it just the same. Still mm-hmm. epic. I've seen it three times now. Maybe four. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's solid. We've talked enough about it getting anyone on here. I can't wait till end games. Just so we could talk about some other Avengers movie finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a young teen in Bro endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through the last weeks of middle school before high school begins. If I say anything else, it'll give it away. Is it 8th grade? grade? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Just a second before me. <laughs> I, didn't, oh, I didn't know that. And he's gonna guess this one, too. You guys will not I know this one. I couldn't guess it because yeah. I knew she was gonna... Yeah, was I was like, well, first I was like, is Lady Bird? It's 8th grade. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you were up there seeing it. Dang it, I don't want to pick this one. I rented it on YouTube. Nice. Well, what'd you think? At first, it was really hard to watch, but then I figured out that it was from, like, the secondhand embarrassment, because I get that really, really bad, like, feeling the embarrassment for someone else. Yeah. And it's because I was that girl in oh, yeah. middle school. <laughs> like, exactly her. She is her. Wait, were you were you in that movie? <laughs> I was. Thank you. Did you think the car scene was the most um, that, horrific scene of all time? It was terrifying because that, like, not exactly that, but I've been in that situation. Yeah. Like, playing truth or dare with older kids. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it. Well, it's, it's just, I, I feel like a lot of people have been, just because, like, <laughs> you do one truth or dare and then you're like, Oh, that's where this is going. Yeah. Um, like, uh, okay. I mean, I have never you're been. You're making it sound like a rape scene. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, I've never been in that situation, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I I've heard of it. Yeah. I'm like, yikes. Yeah. I yeah. can totally. I know people who have been there. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Let me know if this doesn't count, as a movie. <laughs> I think it does, but it's the only thing that I've seen recently that you guys will have a chance at. <laughs> All the other ones, I know for a fact you guys won't like Justin. Okay. Unfair, you can't pick advantage like that. You still have a better chance of guessing this, I think. <laughs> um, a documentary on the electric guitar from the point of view of three significant rock musicians, The Edge, oh. Jimmy Page, and Jack White. It's a documentary? Mm-hmm. From 2008, directed by Davis Guggenheim. I don't, I, know know. Any, I don't know any documentaries. That's what I'm saying. At least it's even ground for you guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so you get the points? <laughs> I forgot about that part until oh, now. So. You just got your own points. If <laughs> a documentary doesn't count, I will do a different one. I but know. Justin it, it, will it guess Documentaries it. count. Um, but it's a guitar. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, Wait, read it again. A documentary on the electric guitar from the point of view of three significant rock musicians. The Edge, Jimmy Page and Jack White. The Edge is the guitar player for U2. Jimmy Page is the guitar player for Led Zeppelin. And then Jack White is White Stripes and Friends. And, and company. 
Largely himself. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Nope. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, oh, that wasn't my guess. I was still making a joke. I did uh, log this a few weeks ago, but I rewatched it, is, so you might have seen it. Is it, it like boxed. just like a name of a guitar? No. Oh, I was going to say Fender Bender. No. <laughs> no. I was just going to say like Gibson or something. No. I don't know. No, they'll... Well, it's it might get loud. So that was my next guess. Yeah, sure it was. It was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was either that or Apocalypse Now, which I'm positive Justin would have guessed first. Mm-hmm. Not to restrain Justin, he just won a bottle of points. Okay. Yeah. It was a good documentary. It was. Uh, so okay, I love Jack White. Um, Me too. He's my favorite artist. When you watch this, though... Is that on Netflix? Uh, no, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Um, I don't like Jack White as much. I still love Jack White, his music. But he's just him as a person, I like a lot less. Is he like a dick? <laughs> no, he just is really pretentious and showy. Um, his, I don't like a dick. Like, on paper, <laughs> what he says about music and art is like... Blasphemy. It's like a no. It's like a music bible. It's like holy cow, this guy he gets it. Like, oh, yeah. like that's how I should base my music. Like off of like how like his view of music. But then when he talks about it in person and you can see it the way he like moves and talks about it and acts, you're like, no, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like on paper, no, like it's legit. Like, you know. But yeah, in watching him, it's not nearly as. Uh, um, I don't know. I didn't lose respect for him, but I lost interest. Hmm. So maybe you don't want to watch it. I don't know. Well, I don't want to. You know, ignorance. Jimmy Page looks way cooler than I thought he was, and the Edge is about just oh, uninteresting yeah, as he always has been. I didn't even know he was still alive. Yeah. Well, in two thousand eight, he was at least. I don't know if he still is. But... I think he's, he probably still is. Yeah. He, I don't know. He sold this, sold the devil. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So, what are the standings there, Justin? Well, that would be Chloe at 20, Zach at 22, Hunter at 32, and Justin at 36. 36. We're never going to catch up. I had to change the pages a bit. Well, Global's only four behind. You're just 10 behind him. We can strategize this. Nope, I don't like that. Yep. I'm gonna start watching obscure movies again. I'm just gonna have guessing each other's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, technically, if we did draw a line between this year and last year, we I still would you guys be are at zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, we but have, we have this episode at about an uh, hour and twenty-five, so oh, that's a lot pretty... longer than I thought this one. Was yeah, go, I mean, so. I don't know. I talked a lot about Golden Globes, but you know, it's good. People are interested. I didn't have much to say until we started talking about Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I liked our little Marvel conversation Sorry. as always. Sorry, mm-hmm. Shane. You just have like a little my little segment. <laughs> just a little Zach, <laughs> Zach's corner. Zach rambles. All right, it's well. Just me with like a turtleneck. Zach bliss. <laughs> you never made that a thing. You know. You say that every time. Yeah. I know. I'm just really sad about it. That was like my one contribution to the band. Yeah. That and the fanny pack. Um. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This was a good episode. Um. Well. Wait patiently for the Oscars, which are in February, right? 
Yes, late Oscars. February. Late yeah. February. I'm sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, See you then. Oh, I forgot we should recording. Yeah. Well, we'll do uh, probably episode on the Oscars for sure. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Um, um, but we'll also be talking a little bit in the next uh, couple weeks about mm-hmm. a movie called Glass. Yep. Uh, a movie mm-hmm. called uh, Split and Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah, it's a miracle, and uh, we'll also be talking about uh, Creep Two next week because that's how the order of release is called. Again. Yeah, even yeah. though we already talked about it, uh, Creep Two. <laughs> yep. We we ta- we recorded that episode before, but Creep Two's not oh, yeah. coming out until next right. week. So we'll see. Ya. Uh, thanks for listening, though, and uh, remember, always be where the always be where the cinema swamp. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what we're trying to be better about that. All right. Baby swamp do 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 baby swamp do 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 baby swamp do 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 baby swamp daddy swamp do 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 swamp do 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of The Cinema Swamp. Do you think Bohemian Rhapsody really should have won Best Picture? Do you think the likes of Black Panther or Black Klansman even have a chance at the Oscars? Let us know in the comments, give us some suggestions for the future episodes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Swamp, and check out next week's episode on Creep 2. We'll see you next time, and remember, always beware the Cinema Swamp.